Has this ever happened to you? So anyway, I told my friend that the water temple was giving me trouble, and... (laughs) Water temple? (laughs) What a bunch of baby game crap. You wouldn't last five minutes in Dark Souls. Um, excuse me? Or this! So I decided to run with a magic build because I heard they can get a lot of int gear. (laughs) Magic build? (laughs) Man, you're totally playing the game wrong. Only real Dark Souls players go completely naked with a greatsword. You just suppose there. Dude, what the? Or how about this? So I was having trouble with the Bed of Chaos, and that's when I summoned another player, and... <laughs> you summons? You didn't really beat the game. You just cheated yourself. Whoa, it sounds like you need Souls tape. Let me toss you some. So, my little brother was playing Ninja Gaiden on the NES the other day, and I said, man, that game's like Dark Souls, but Dark Souls better. You're just a dumb baby. And yeah, playing with both hands is cheating. Like, I, I saw Great Lord Nito, which was my pinky, and a banana hooked up to a wire because I play Dark Souls right. And Just shut up already! <laughs> oh my god, finally. Now I can talk about games without Dark Souls leaking everywhere. Thanks, Souls Tape. Souls tape for that friend that will not shut up about Dark Souls. Just cut, peel, stick, and seal. (laughs) Now that's the Dark Souls of tape. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to backlog prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backtrack. RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and us, your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I'm your host, Kelly Ryan, and the bando to my Namco, ah, I messed it up already, the bandai to my Namco, my podcast partner in crime, Mr. Batmason. My soul is still in the dark about what we're talking about this month, but I'm here anyway. <laughs> I, my brain was like, oh, you meant Bamco, right? That's what you always say. <laughs> you always say that. So, yes, splitting that apart, I, I can see where that uh, verbally was a stumble. My my brain autocorrects so much, it's not even funny anymore. I guess it's part of getting old. Um, getting old with us tonight, we've got uh, the Q&A Quest boys, David and Wheels. Hello. Uh, uh, here, to, here to shit on one of these games. <laughs> and I'm here to shit on the Just other. like last time. Oh, this will be wonderful. I'll just Toilet clean up souls. after yourselves afterwards. Um, here, apparently not taking a shit, though. Pascal. Um, <laughs> shit free today. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good sometimes. Other times, yeah. not so much. Hopefully you're not that way tomorrow, too. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm just going to reflect <laughs> on that intro. I mean, I, I I don't think I can ever top that. Not taking a shit today, Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> Just never, never again. Sometimes you just gotta go with the flow. I didn't take a shit last time either. No, you were very positive last time. You all, were all around. Um, not so much with these. Yeah, sounds like we've got some divisive games: Dark Souls two and three. Um, 
I, I hear so many things. Like, I've heard Dark Souls 2 is good. I've heard Dark Souls 2 is bad. And then people say the same stuff about 3. I don't know anymore. People say that about 3? I've heard. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Let me introduce you to Wheels. <laughs> Noted Dark Souls oh, 3 Lord. curmudgeon. I mean, Wheels, we usually agree on yeah. this, But then I, th- I think about how we disagree on uh, 13 2. Yeah. Yeah, 13 2 hurt me bad. But then I don't know, so we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Um, I'm no, I, I'm definitely like stuck behind the fog wall today because my Dark Souls two and three recollection <laughs> is kind of hazy at best. Ah, uh, the well, fog once, of war. Once we get talking about it, your memory might get jogged. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, but I meant that as kind of like an like a evaluative statement. I <laughs> I think we peaked in the last episode. Not not we didn't. Um, I think the Dark Souls formula peaked with demons in one. So I'm just wow. kind of here for, I don't know, I feel I feel sort of middle in the road. Like, I don't want to call the games forgettable, but I remember more about Dark Souls 2 than 3. That's because it's a lot smaller. <laughs> I remember a lot about Dark Souls 2, but Dark Souls 2 is also the one that I, I've never bothered finishing because, like, so many of the bosses are just, hey, you know what this thing is? It's a very, it's a very normal, like, guy with a sword, but also there's several of him. Mm-hmm. I... I I didn't mean to imply I remember Dark Souls 2 more fondly. That's not really what I'm saying. But at least I have some sort of memory of it. So yeah, I don't... I have a lot of very strong memories of Dark Souls 3 because I think it has the strongest level design in the series. But we'll get around to that. All right. I'll tell you what... Oh, excuse me. Let's let's take ourselves a quick musical break. Um, get get some water, get some booze, get nice and lucid, and then we'll just turn you guys loose, and you can argue to your heart's content. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll be right <laughs> back. Uh, get into the main event. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we're going to talk about Dark Souls 2, released in Japan on March 24th, 2016, and then worldwide later on April 12th, 2016, uh, as well as on the PC. And then I, I didn't write down when the Skull of the First Sen came out. I know that it was when the, uh, for the PS4 and Xbox One. I think it was the but, following year. Yeah, the version you just, the release date you just gave was the scholar of the first sin version okay never mind i apparently i can't copy and paste worth the damn <laughs> yeah dark souls 2 vanilla was a uh was march 11th 2014 okay gotcha i heard 2016 did i hear wrong no 2014 sounds about right because that's two years later you know that the problem is yeah that and I, then scholar of the first sin was april oh god yeah wikipedia hid the relevant information apparently march 11th 2014 in north america mm. and then uh march 13th in japan and then march 14th in pow pow region so kind of weird for the north american version to come out first but it was immediately is, controversial it was is popular here um so i i hear so many mixed feelings about this game and for, from what what research i did today 
because I forgot I had to backtrack tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miyazaki was only a consultant on this one that he didn't actually work on any of it because he was working on Bloodborne, and apparently it shows. I don't know. You guys tell no. me. I haven't played this one. No. I mean, I, I'm guessing that's the controversy you're talking the about. The things I would say that are wrong with Dark Souls 2 don't really have anything to do with his contributions or lack thereof. There's very little wrong with Dark Souls 2. Except for the way that enemy AI works and the mm. punishment of death and nah. the just general more is more approach. Nah. I mean, oh. you, you think you, you, so you feel you got like a comparable experience out of it than you did with Dark Souls 1? I feel like I got a better experience than I got a Dark oh. Souls 1 by far. Yeah, Wales is weird. Um, well, how did they iterate on the series as a sequel? More is more. If you uh, like something in Dark Souls 1, there's a lot more game. <laughs> Well, if you like armor and knights, yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of armor and knights. But I mean, like, just in terms of raw numbers, it's like there's like this has probably the most bosses in the series, and it's because a lot of them are just here's a big ass dude. <laughs> I mean, that's fine by me. Like, I love Dark Souls, but I mean, having played through it like a dozen times, um, I wish it was bigger. And that's basically what I got with Dark Souls 2. Like, if the world design was made less interesting to allow to be for it to be bigger. Yeah, like, I, I don't care if the world design is less interesting if it's more fun. Like, I don't care that it doesn't make sense that... I don't care hey, that it doesn't make sense. I care that I don't it's not care that it doesn't that make sense that I just went up, like, to the top of, like, a windmill or something, and now I'm in a weird lava area. Yeah. I don't care, because it's a cool, weird lava area. This is cool. Like if the if the if the lava area was cooler, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I mean, I don't love that area, but it is. I love I love the design like, of it. Like, like in general, like that would be my issue. Is that like, oh, there's a, there's this new area, and it's like, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in Dark Souls too. There's a lot of stuff. It's like I, I wish that they had like went with the stuff that was the strongest rather than trying to make a game that has to be. Bigger, faster, stronger, more. Mm. And that very much feels like what you get with, like, uh, to put it another way, like, when they were adding, like, more playstyles, it's like, oh, you can dual wield. Is dual wielding effective only in very, only if you game the system and get the exact right kind of build? Because otherwise, like, if you just try to play the game normally with a dual wielding build, it's like, oh, this is just like swinging a sword, but worse. I was about to ask. So, did they make any tweaks to the combat, or is it exactly the same? It's it's different. It's tweaks. They um, they added a new stat that affects how your how much uh, how quickly you're going to swig Estus and how uh, how many invincibility frames you get uh, when rolling, and that's dangerous. <laughs> that was the adaptability stat, I think. That Something like does that, sound yeah. a little bit like it would confuse me if I tried to play. It's very, it's a very opaque stat, which is probably its biggest issue. That wasn't one of my issues with the game. Like I, I worked out. I, I was not going to try to solve this game alone. I found out yeah, what it I did before. I ever even looked at the adaptability stat. Yeah, you, you're the 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 invincibility you get on a roll without investing anything into adaptability tends to be kind of sh stubby compared to 
one or three. So you definitely want to put some points. You don't have to put a ton, but you want to put some. Uh, That's kind of the biggest, like, direct change. Uh, I believe it takes a while to find a 100% physical shield, so people going sword and board probably have it harder. Uh, Yeah, it's... The thing about this game I found is it's a lot harder in the earlier areas than Dark Souls 1 was, and not. It's generally harder for worse reasons at the start, (laughs) and then it kind of levels off. Yeah, and I generally found it uh, when in Scholar of the First Sin that that was less of an issue. I can't tell you precisely why, but it just felt easier in those early areas in Scholar of the First Sin. There is one thing that I will say that it bothers me that they changed in Scholar of the First Sin, which is that some of the ways that, because of some of the ways they changed up how enemies uh, are placed in the game there are places that are very clearly supposed to introduce enemies that like you've been fighting the enemy for five hours now (laughs) most obviously the basilisks that are supposed to introduce uh, that have like a bunch of environmental cues in the original game that are supposed to indicate that oh this there's a thing that turns people to stone around here and it's like in the base game that's where you first encounter them but in scholar of the first sin you've already been fighting them for hours yeah scholar of the first sin is not perfect it's just weird that you can't play the game with the original layouts yeah it's a little weird so the more you got here you guys talking about it the more i'm wondering if this <laughs> it, it honestly feels like you're talking about it should be it should have been an expansion pack to dark souls one more than it's no. a game no it's no, a no, huge no, no. game it's there's too much game. there's too much going on here and there's there's okay. a lot of like stark mechanical shifts uh estus is no longer like something that's like you get five at everything uh this introduces the system that every future like the elden ring and three both use where like estus is something where you start out with only a couple but you can get more of them and they'll all you'll always refill the same amount at every uh bonfire I think you start with three. Yeah, I think you start with three, and then you need to find Estus shards to craft more of them. Uh, but that that would continue throughout the series. Uh, this actually moved the jump button to the to clicking in the left analog stick, which I'm not sure if that's better or worse. They both feel bad. Yeah, uh, it's a lateral move. Pretty much, they, it would move back to being the Dark Souls one system in three, and it doesn't feel any better there. It's yeah. just good that you don't have to jump very much in these games. Uh, there was some there was some attempt to expand out the way that uh, PvP combat functioned. Uh, there's some clear attempts to try to avoid players griefing vastly lower level players, but it doesn't really work. The soul, soul memory system is busted and doesn't work, uh, which basically made it so that the amount of souls you had obtained ambiently was what determined who you would be matched up with, which would actually fuck over players who were having issues because they could get a lot of souls and then lose them and not actually level up with them. So that was kind of a bust as an idea. There's a lot more covenants, as I recall. Yeah, and there's one dedicated to Solaire, I believe. Yeah, like they made like a the the essentially a cult for Solaire. Yeah. Uh but there's there's a bunch of those like the the fundamental design of the world has shifted a lot because uh Dark Souls one is is laid out like a web. Things kind of intersect in ways that you wouldn't necessarily expect a lot in Dark Souls 1. I would honestly like to compare it to like a Metrovania type design. For Dark Souls 1? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a bit of that. Like, you're not getting new abilities, but you're finding, you're opening shortcuts in ways that causes the world to crisscross in unexpected fashions. Uh, Dark Souls Two really could have been like the Archstone setup of Demon's Souls. Like, the it's 
it's a hub and spokes. You go in one direction until you reach an endpoint. Yeah, and, and I, because of that, the way the bonfires work has been changed so that every bonfire is now a warp point. Oh, I didn't realize it didn't work like that in one. No. In, yeah, mm-hmm. in one they actually, if you play with the DLC, aka if you play any of the versions after the initial uh, release, uh, they actually added a bunch of warp points. But warping yeah. was also not something you could do until after you'd finished an, Orla- an Orlando. Oh. Uh, in the vanilla release, there were only a handful of of uh, warp points at all. I think there's like five in the vanilla release and they like probably doubled or tripled that. <laughs> yeah, there weren't a lot at all. It was like some of the Covenant people I now remembered I went to because they were war points. And that was the only reason to go to them, really. Yeah, and it's one of those things where... But yeah, with with two, they standardized it so that every bonfire a warp point, uh, which again, the yeah. future games would all take that. And I honestly wonder if that decision actually influenced the design of this game because i'm not sure if it's the tail wagging the dog or not like did they did they make everything a warp point because of how they designed the world or did they design the world knowing that everything was a warp point i think just playing the game to me it feels like they designed the world knowing everything was going to be a work a warp point because then you yeah i I, I would i would believe that yeah because then you don't need to make this interconnected world with a bunch of shortcuts and stuff because there's no need because people are just going to use the bonfires to warp. So never going to see uh, half of it. Anyway. So, so we think of convenience, like the world design. Yeah, the the world design itself doesn't need to have convenience built into it because the UI has the convenience built into exactly. it. Exactly. So they can just make uh, a lot of weird and interesting areas that don't necessarily have to connect in a totally logical way. Of course, even the the original the hub and spokes don't all, like the points on the spokes don't always connect in a logical way either. So. Yeah. So were you guys bothered by having the fast travel? The fast travel doesn't bother me, but it does. I do think that the way that the world fails to interconnect makes it less interesting to explore. Uh, I found it more interesting to explore, but I can see the other the argument the other way. Yeah, wheel and spokes doesn't sound as interesting to me as interconnected. Um, it's... They would continue to do this with like Dark Souls Three is also relatively wheel and spokes. They're they're both different approaches, and I think they're both valid uh, depending on how they're executed. And I think it's really well done here because there's all sorts of interesting new areas to explore. Like, I mean, I love Dark Souls One, but I think a lot of the areas are kind of samey and dark and gray, and you get to explore a lot more weird and different things in Dark Souls Two. Don't worry, they're all still very miserable. Oh, for sure, but they're a wider variety of miserable. Let's fall down a well. So is the, is the story in this one a continuation of Dark Souls 1? How would anyone even know that? Kind of. <laughs> Dark mean, Souls 3 kind of, of like, tries to marry the two. But okay. Dark Souls 3 does? It's mostly it's just yeah. its own thing. I mean, it's a continuation in the sense of like... That there's a well, I don't know if suggestion is even the right word. I think I think it is stated. It's ages have come and gone, and I don't know, whatever terminology. Kingdoms have risen and fallen, and somehow yeah. like yeah, it's the same world, but it's not. Yeah, Dark Souls one took place in a place that like would occasionally be referenced as Lordran, and this place is uh, Dranglayek, and. Uh, there's implications uh, like there's a lot of stuff about cycles if you want to dig into what the game is talking about but it's it's very uh, opaque and somewhat up to interpretation it could there's 
Stuff that very early on indicates that, if nothing else, the world of Dark Souls 1 and 2 are connected in some fashion, but what connection exists is unclear because you'll run into, like, early on, one of the first bosses you can run into is called, like, the old Dragon Slayer, and it's just... It's just Ornstein. It is just Ornstein. Yeah. And it's unclear, like, is this a copy? Was the Ornstein you saw in Lordran a copy? Unclear. Uh, I'm sure that there's, like, lore that parses that out. And then, like, again, Dark Souls 3 kind of tries to marry the two and sort of explicate that there are more connections between Lordran and Dranglaic, but it's, it's very opaque even that yeah okay I, just when you said that there was a shrine to solaire into it just made, made me think like well, this is a far-flung future but it sounds like it's just maybe maybe not who Are, knows c- connected like connected like how final fantasies are connected to that they aren't connected at all or loosely you know this, yeah this is very definitely like something like dark souls's world existed in this world unclear how yeah, it's 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 as crystal clear as everything about any Dark Souls. Yes, pretty much. You these are not games you're going to want to play for the story. Oh yeah, even I if you to... like the opaque weirdness, it is, you should not be playing these just for that. I forgot to bring up the other thing that they did that I I have like a personal distaste for the uh, the death punishment. Eh. They brought it back, baby. Uh, every time you die, yeah. you lose 5% of your max HP until you hit a maximum of having lost 50% of your max HP. Not great. Not a lot. Not in love with that. And and how do you get get back to where you were? You, you, you burn a your, human effigy. Yes, you basically return yourself back to life. And there's also a ring that is very easy to find the very early in the game. break every time. Go back and put it back together, monkey boy. No, not that one. The ring that makes it so your max HP won't go below a certain amount. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it that, makes so. it so that you can only be reduced by 25%. Yeah, but even that then, is... I never never found it to be that much of an issue because there was often a reason to turn myself to life, be it to summon help for a boss or you know, whatever. This game is weird because it's full of ideas that, like, I can't tell what the idea was behind including them in terms of I don't know what purpose it was meant to serve because it has it has that and i don't know what that was meant to serve it has the thing where if you kill an enemy enough it stops respawning after like 15 deaths i think see i love that aspect of this yeah i was about to bring that up i think it's a great mechanic that helps um loosen the difficulty of these games a bit and just make them somewhat less punishing so instead yeah but like because of the way that leveling up works you can actually end up uh, fucked by this mechanic and your way of fixing that is burning a human effigy to return the enemies to the area but they will be one new game plus level higher it's weird it's a I weird think, mechanic i think you would have to work really really hard to be fucked over by that mechanic <laughs> or just be like utterly clueless let me introduce you to approximately 50% of the people who play video game. I mean, sure, that's fine. But then there's so many things in this, these games that are going to screw them over anyway. I just philosophically take issue with the idea of like put of potentially putting the player in a worse position than they started. I can see that, but I think 99% of the time it's going to put them in a better position. <laughs> Because if they're killing, if they're clueless and killing the enemies that much, then it means they're really stuck in this area, and it's going to help them move move on and reduce frustrations. Which better solution is to put a closer a closer warp point to the boss? Uh, eh. 
doesn't necessarily help. If you're like, if you're having if trouble, if you want to get closer to the boss, if you want to fight the boss faster, then the better solution is to put the warp point closer to the boss. I, I have to so say, weird. I, this, but it's not necessarily a solution to get you to the boss faster. If you're, I have never heard of it. Like, and this is where we will agree. I've never heard of anyone successfully removing all of the enemies before they reach the boss because you're just going to keep dying before you reach that point. Yeah, to me, the only time I've used this is like, okay, there's this area here with these really annoying enemies. So I'm just going to farm them till they're gone, and then <laughs> I can put pres- a warp point closer. Wait, so are you, are, are you saying you've never met anybody who's died so many times that the enemies just didn't respawn anymore? No, I'm saying I've never seen someone consistently kill one set of enemies enough to make them stop respawning without it being because it's on the way to a boss. Because otherwise, they're usually dying too much to the oh, enemies. Oh, you mean just the during the boss, boss run? Rid of them. I mean, yeah. I've usually okay, used it I'm... like early on. I've never, yeah, you're the only person I've heard of who actually used this mechanic to specifically get rid of enemies. I, I will say, I mean, now granted, I, my context is Elden Ring. But when you've got a game like this where, you know, you're going to die to a boss a lot, you better put that uh, spawn point like right next to the boss room because nothing pisses me off more than dying before I get to the boss. Yeah, but I'm I'm not even talking about like enemies right before the boss. I'm talking about enemies like way before the boss. Like I'm starting to explore this area and these enemies early on are really annoying and I would destroy them and then I can get to the mid parts and continue on easier. And now we get to the other thing I dislike. The way that the enemies work in the the way enemy AI works in this game is obnoxious. It works differently from essentially every other Souls game and kiting is basically impossible in this one. Well, you if they made it much worse than (laughs) 3. No, buddy, I played a lot of three. You can kite enemies in three. I don't care about kiting enemies. I hate all the enemy. Okay, let's not jump ahead to three. So basically, the way that the AI works in this game, if one enemy in a group, it's it's. I'm not sure how it works under the hood. It feels like they essentially tagged groups such that if one enemy in a group gets aggroed, there's not a way to not aggro the other ones. They're all just going to come after you because the encounter design is very heavily reliant on ambushes. Mm-hmm. So you end up running into these slight... And that's that's part of like my complaint about the more is more philosophy that I feel like this game has is that like you run into like where where you know I, I feel like Dark Souls One has a lot of not not every situation but a lot of situations where it like feels very carefully considered like this this amount of enemies is about as much as we want to turn the screw on the player and then uh, See, I fucking don't, I don't remember any instance of anything like this being a problem. You don't remember it's the just... first fucking forest where there's like six enemies in like a clearing? Yeah, I never had a problem with it. It's obnoxious to fight that many enemies at once in a Souls game. I mean, it's, there's no it's not like, easy, but it's I don't think it's my my I don't my think issue is there's no way to vary up your approach. Thing. If you if you have issues with this crowd of enemies, there's no way to vary up your approach. You are going to fight them the way the game told you to fight them, and that will be it. Yeah, I remember having mm. an issue with that no, somewhere on the way to it. the to the dragon rider mm, yeah um, there's like a group of three tall soldiers in a in kind of like a i don't know a cupola or some kind of yeah it's kind of broken down yeah um and that was and that was the area i discovered the, the fact that enemies don't respond because i died a lot and that confused the hell out of me what is is my game broken <laughs> where did where did the where did this enemy go and then 
explore a little bit further. <laughs> Wait a minute, where's the next enemy? But then there was also one that I hadn't killed the preset number of times because I've died too many times now. So some enemies were gone and some were still there. I was very confused at first. It's, it's yeah. I just, I'm weird, sorry, I just don't setup. remember I, having to deal with annoying groups of enemies that much. Like, yeah, there's some early on, but I, I, I just remember, don't remember it being... Like, there's the... I've played this recently. I don't remember that many annoying fair, groups of enemies. I, I and if there are, it. oftentimes it's like one or two hit-tap enemies. And it's just yeah, I don't remember of, that as being like an overwhelming thing that happened in yeah. the game. I, I remember a couple of early instances. They are overwhelmingly stockpiled at the beginning of the game. <laughs> sure. And I'm not going to completely defend the design at the beginning of the game. Uh, like I said, it, it does feel uh, like I would have to go back and compare it to the, the f- original version and Scholar of the First Sin because I swear Scholar of the First Sin feels easier in that in that early area. And I don't know it's if it's because they actually like tweaked it or it's just because I my knowledge of the game is higher. I, I don't know. I but only ever played the, the way I'll put it. I did struggle in that area. Okay, <laughs> but that's the way that's I would me. describe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the way the way I would describe uh, the the when I, when I talk about like how the game has a more is more philosophy, the way I would describe the uh, the ultimate example of that in the early game is the 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 bell tower, the tower that has, hey, it's the gargoyles from Dark Souls 1 again. What is, what's up with them? Oh, I bet there's more than one. Oh, there's six of them. I, Fuck off. That's <laughs> kind of a nice, that's kind of annoying troll, yes, but whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that fight is optional. Like, that is a non-required area, so I can't get too mad at it, but it is one of those things where it's just like, so this, this game is trolling you. Of Dark Souls 2's, like, just... Hmm? Yes, yeah, that... that that particular boss fight feels like kind of a troll, but yeah, I don't. Or like the the flexile sentries. Those those are not those are fine. I like that fight. They're called the three of them at once. Yes. One of them a fight fought on a cliff. That fight sucks. Yeah, I like that fight. It's just one of those things. It's like, what are these three dudes? They're just three dudes. They have the exact same move. One t- sometimes they will throw their shield and not have it anymore. But like, it's just it's just the obnoxiousness of fighting three dudes. I think that fight's fine. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool boss fights in this game. Cool just, a lot of here's Manticore thing, the dragon that I totally annihilated with magic and kind of felt bad about it. I, uh, I so. was gonna ask if there was any unique or interesting boss fights in this. There's plenty. Well, there are some. There's probably the there's probably the same number as in Dark Souls One. It's just there's a lot more that are just here's a dude. Because the absolute number of boss fights has gone up. Yeah, and there's the uh, Pursuer, which I like as a repeated boss fight. Didn't they have like five of him? <laughs> the Scholar, the person. Probably. That's just kind of whatever. Yeah, yeah there, there, so... there's a lot of cool boss fights in, in this game. There's, um, I don't remember some of the later ones. Some of the cool ones? Mm. You got the uh, executioner's weird... chariot. That's a little bit more on the unique side. Yeah. There's a, um, I don't know, a couple of those, a couple of the like wormy ones, or the ones that look like a pile of shit. Um, the rotten. He always reminds me of the. Um, is he the plague eater? I think is what he's called from uh, from Demon Souls. It's just this kind of like blobby pile. Well, uh, to be fair, see. the rotten is made out of like human bodies, like stuck together. But 
kind of has that effect on me. Oh, that's right. This is the one with the demon of song. Um, my the husband frog. has. Yeah, uh, he was calling it the demon of frog too. My my husband has a commission of this with uh, it fighting Samus around. I I don't know why he had that drawn he just had a friend of ours draw it that's a creepy looking boss man i feel like i like the design of some of the bosses in this game um even though i don't necessarily remember the fights being spectacular the royal rat vanguard yeah i kind of like the the rat bosses the scorpioness i think was really cool well she's just chaos which quaylag i found her to be uh... i found her to be really uninspiring i I was like, oh, I don't is, think so. This is Quaylag, and yeah, I think that was like a one a one time boss. She like, kind of looks similar, but it's a very different boss fight. It's very different. I must have finished her on the first try because I never really got yeah, no, that's, like that's, enough enough time with her. The rotten is a cool, disgusting design. Yeah, that's the one I was referring to. Yeah, um, I dislike the. Uh, it does repeat like its own boss designs occasionally. The smelter demon, and then there's two of them. Is there? Yeah, there's a red one. I don't know if it's early, kind of early-ish, and then later on there's a blue one that has like an area of. Uh, an area an aoe kind of fire blast so you can't get as close which that really messed with me now um aside from gameplay changes and tweaks what's the difference between the original version and skull or the first set you know they was talking about like enemy placement enemy placement platform obviously um so it also better. came with all the dlc yeah no, that's the big one oh. the dlc okay so it's the only dlc i've ever played on as far as dark souls goes i'm not sure if it's like great by comparison i think dark souls one is known to be like the favorite dlc is it not yeah i think generally... people really like the at least some of the dlc for two but yeah. It, yeah since there's a lot more of it it's usually seen as more of a mixed bag i think some of it's pretty cool but it's also very hard <laughs> You get, like, a different ending if you do all of it. Hard in a Souls game? Surely you just. Hard by Souls standards. Yeah. Like, There's hard, a bitch of it. like, that boss in the Dark Souls 1 DLC. There's a bitch of a dragon in the DLC that I did not like. There always is, isn't there? I guess so, yeah. It's also a cool boss. Dark Souls this. 1 had, like, its hardest fight is Calamite. It's a boss fight in this where you go back in time and kill a giant. It's kind of neat. Oh, is that okay? Back in time? Or... Yeah, there's yes. a lot of emphasis on yep. giants in tar- and two. Yeah, a lot giants of the lore big is nerds. related to giants. Yeah, and it's implied that the one dragon, one of the dragons you fight, like you kill it and it leaves behind a giant soul or something. So it's implied that it was like experimented <laughs> on to turn into a dragon or something. No, there's something weird like that. Um, there's uh, one boss you kill that's just a giant face sitting on the ground oh which one was that yeah i'm, I'm looking at a picture of him right now aldia scholar of the first sin oh. is he is he the final boss of the dlc i i don't remember i i do remember seeing him but uh, if he's in the dlc i probably didn't, haven't played him he, i'm guessing he is i don't i don't know if he based on the name i would assume so i don't know so i it's only played the ending it. as i recall but i never played oh. it myself i just got bored of two <laughs> it the dlc kind of melds together in my memory because i like I only played the game once, and that was the Scholar Edition. There's some kitties in this game. Oh, <laughs> Kelly. Really? Yeah. Like you, bad guy you, kitties, or? Yes. Yeah, you kill them. Oh. I mean, if they're bad guy kitties, then they, you got to do what you got to do. But they're, they're probably demon kitties that don't look very nice anyway. Yeah, I think I've mentioned all the ones I can vaguely recall that aren't guy in armor. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of guys in armor in Dark Souls in general. <laughs> Yeah. There's a 
There's a guy in armor for all seasons in Dark Souls 2. I guess I like the fact that um, Ornstein came back because he's by himself, and I hated that battle in, in Dark Souls 1, so it was a little bit of a comeuppance. So, do we have anything else to talk about with 2, or do we want to take a quick break and get into 3? Uh, magic is really good in 2, which is probably why they ruined it in 3. Um, OP, very easy to build? Uh, yes. <laughs> interesting i think so it obviously builds on the dark souls one system where you can it's no mp it's each spell has a number of uses uh but it's just a bit easier to get more spell slots and there's a lot more spell options so it can be we also have a strikes again yes it's it's very good in dark souls 2 uh is it op i and not the sort of person to analyze it enough to really answer that, but probably. <laughs> um, but it, it is in the best place than it ever was in the series, I think, in two. And they and we'll talk about how they ruined it in three. That sounds like a good transition. Uh, r- real quick. So Dark Souls 2 Skullward the First Sin is $40 on Steam PSN and Xbox. But if you want the disc version, you can get it on as cheap is seven dollars on the older systems or 14 if you want skull or the first set which sounds like that's the version you want just because it's better overall i mean i think is the original even like ver- the original version is not even available on pc i don't think i don't so think so either you'd have to play it on xbox or ps3 which is the original version came out on pc did it? Yeah. Okay. The online version of it doesn't fucking work anymore because it's yes, it been hacked it, all the shit. It just got patched like... Oh, did they just patch it back up? A few days ago, yeah. I thought it was only Scholar of the First Sin that got fixed. Oh, yes. Yes, sorry. I, they, they're not going to patch the old Yeah, the online, the online version of the vanilla Dark Souls 2 release does not work properly yeah. uh, because it's been hacked all the shit. But they're not uh, you can still play Scholar of the First Sin. Yeah. I don't think they've think... officially said they're not going to fix that version, but they've already said they're not going to fix like the vanilla Dark Souls 1, so I'd imagine it's probably going to be the same. So. Yeah, Prepare to Die. Prepare to Die is, has been left to die. Yeah, but Kelly, I feel like uh, Dave kind of made a case that Scholar is might not be the better version uh i think it would you would need someone who spent a lot more time analyzing this to answer that question because it's a big game and i would argue that they're 95 percent replacements for each other it's just like i find it irksome that you can't play the original version yeah like i don't think there's enough differences that you're really gonna suffer a lot playing scholar of the first sin even if you don't like some of the changes I was thinking, like specifically, of the enemy placement. Is it is it not that much different? You, unless you're looking for it, it is quite different. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's a question of whether it's actually better or worse. It's yeah. just different. <laughs> but I think unless you're like looking for it specifically, it's, it's going to be hard hard to find a lot of it. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, like if you played the original and a while ago and came back to this, you you would notice you would not notice the difference. Man, I no. cannot get Dark Souls 2 to display on my Steam Deck. This is annoying. Oh, it's telling you something, Wheels. It's betrayed me. Betrayed you. Well, why don't we take a quick interlude, and then we'll come back with Dark Souls 3 and let the switch get flipped. Uh, let, let Wheels be the hater, and David be the lover, and Pascal be indifferent. <laughs> some things never change. Oh, some <laughs> Anyways, stick around. We'll be right back.
and welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where now we are going to talk about Dark Souls 3. It came out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on March 24, 2016 in Japan, and April 12th, 2016 worldwide. I read the wrong box for the last show, or the last segment, apparently, because I that can't taste it. Um, so, yeah, I, I heard a lot of uh, scuttlebutt about this one. One of my friends was chomping at the bit to play it, and then found out his video card couldn't run it, and had to drop um, a ton of money on a new video card i remember it looking beautiful when i watched him play it uh seemed to be a little bit divisive for you guys though Though i did hear that miyazaki was back for this he was uh and it it was it was very clearly the first one they had made for ps4 and xbone hardware the uh dark souls 2 had clearly been made for ps3 and 360 and then ported up to that hardware for scholar of the first sim but yeah uh this is this is even harder. Uh, yeah. The the opening fight against Udex, uh, yeah, is by far the hardest, like Oof. quote unquote, tutorial fight that they ever did. And I would say that, that was honestly probably ill advised. Yeah, but it's a really good fight. Why is that ill advised? You think people quit because, because of it? Uh, you should give the player at least some sort of capacity to get to the hub of the game. <laughs> before uh, completely curb-stomping them over and over and over. I, I thought that the, the tutorial fight you were supposed to die. Uh, oh, no, this you, is well, not you are definitely supposed to die at least once, but you don't get to go past this fight if you lose. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You have this to keep is, beating you your head against it. it. You... Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe they finally gave the, the, the S&M faithful, you know, <laughs> what they've always craved. I don't know. Step on me, Udex. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a really good fight, and it sort of sets down like the tone and visual identity of the game because halfway through, uh, Udex starts as like a giant dude and then turns into a horrible tentacled thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, which is something you're going to have to get used to with Dark Souls Three. But yeah, yeah this Udex game... is too hard but the game is really good. This game feels like it has some DNA from Bloodborne, and I don't care for it. There's a lot of Bloodborne. Like, it's clear that Bloodborne had been made in the interim between Dark Souls uh, 1 and 3, and that this was the first game that its DNA change had affected. Uh, it's generally just a faster game. Uh, yeah, and that's really what like I really Bloodborne. dislike about it. <laughs> What's that? I thought we liked Bloodborne. I'm confused. I, I adore Bloodborne, but it I took wheels a long time to learn to love Bloodborne. Yes, it did. And even after that, I was like, okay, I get this now. I'll go back to and try Dark Souls three again. And I still didn't like it. I don't. I don't think the DNA from Bloodborne fits Dark Souls very well. I disagree, but also all your taste is in your mouth. Um... <laughs> <sighs> Uh, <laughs> so, so what, what did they change from two to three? If you're only, you know, say, say you had a PC and you did, couldn't play Bloodborne, and you went from two to three, how drawing would the change? Everything's uh, faster, and yeah, everything's a lot faster. Ash and Estes was introduced as a concept. Yeah. Uh, MP came back. Yeah, uh, and it sucks. <laughs> So yeah, MP came back. Uh, weapons actually can use it as well. Uh, like every weapon has like a certain ability, a weapon art that is associated with it uh, that w- uses the MP bar. But frankly, they're just not. Most of them simply aren't terribly useful. So most players who play with a uh, who are using uh, like 
melee weapons are probably not going to have much use for the new Ash and Estus system. Whenever you're at a bonfire, you can assign uh, how much your how many Estus flasks are assigned to restore health, and how many are assigned to restore magic. This was well. evidently designed to make magic riskier. Uh, and I think it swings it way too far that way. Wheel's love of Wizbiz likely contributes to his dislike of this video game. Uh, it does, but I also don't like playing it with a melee I'm not melee saying it's build. the only reason. Yes. I'm not saying it's the only reason. I'm just saying it contributes. Yes. <laughs> this the but that's that's yeah the the magic is a problem partially because of the mp system obviously i complained about this in demon souls and i'll complain about it here again it makes it a lot harder to use magic because it's not you easy. will run out you will just you, run out you will run out <laughs> and it's not easy to tell when i'm going to run out how many how much of this spell can i actually cast and that's not a good position to be in when everything in this game is faster and more vicious than it's been in past games. Kiteable, so but definitely faster. Yeah, it's just doesn't work as well. Like you can do a magic build and the farthest I've gotten in the game is with a magic build, but it is just a lot harder and it is definitely less fun. Meanwhile, I want to bring up some of the things I think that the game does really well. Uh, it does not interconnect the way that Dark Souls 1 does. It is still relatively hub and spokes like 2. But the individual areas that you go to in Dark Souls 3 are often much more uh, interconnected within themselves. The level design is more complex and often more open. Uh, sure, but I find the alien areas much more boring. I could not disagree I more. Don't there's, like there's just any... not a lot happening in DS2's areas. I don't like any area in this game at all any of <laughs> you're you're a ridiculous man um <laughs> i love i love places like the catacombs of Carthus. i even love the horrible uh the horrible swamp because it's so hateful and mean eh. uh because the the swamp is gigantic and extends in all directions you have to trek through it because there's tons of just stuff in there and you're just sort of forced to wander it and it sounds horrible and it is but it also is really interesting to explore and try to work out the best pathing uh through this horrible foggy swamp There's many enemies if i recall including many like very large enemies. ones yes <laughs> yep you will know when they're coming they will the not giant let you crabs in that area uh, the giant crabs are, I think, in a similar but different swamp than the one I'm yeah. thinking of. <laughs> I remember it being more like trolls or some kind of Yeah, large... there's trolls in the yeah. giant swamp, and then there's an area that's close by but not the same area that has giant crabs in it. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember watching Wheels die horribly to the crabs, and I think that's yes. when his, his hatred of the game fully crystallized. Yeah. You can keep your swamp. I mean, I'm going to, I, I talk shit, pardon my language, on this game a lot, but I'm never going to go out there and truly and honestly say this is a bad game. It's not. <laughs> and that's, it's, that's also true when I, I, I go hard on Dark Souls 2 because I think a lot of its ideas end up per, uh, end up hurting the game, but it's not a bad game. Yeah. But I, I just think, think it's like a seven. <laughs> well, I think the same about this game. I think a lot of the changes are not great changes and make the variety of builds you can play uh, a lot of them are more difficult i found and just trying to trying to get anywhere in this game could just be brutal and unforgiving and just it i find the frustration level playing this game a million times higher than dark souls 1 dark souls 2 or even bloodborne when i was having issues i just think it's it's rough 
But this game is harder than two, but I was much more frustrated at two. Yeah, I this game just frustrates the hell out of me. And but it is it's still a Dark Souls game and it's still got all like if you were gonna ask me, hey, do you wanna play this random souls like made by a third party or dark souls 3 i'm always going to answer dark souls 3 but in terms of the series i think it's the weakest of the three for a lot because of a lot of the changes they made i think the enemies are way too aggressive and it makes so many of the areas a lot more frustrating than they need to be i think it does have a really strong boss lineup oh man the bosses are very creative in this one there's fewer than there were in two but they're very strong It's it's uh, quality, not quantity this time. I would say mm. I was looking through a mm. uh, no, uh, looking through a um, like a, a slideshow of the bosses. There's only one that I would say I don't like honestly remember much about. I, I think this like might be the the bosses I've played. yeah. In no, design wise, their visual identity is cool. I don't like the fights, the majority of them. Like the just stupid, the stupid tree with the ball sack. I think that's oh, man, Vort. an awful fight. Curse Rod, a great one. That's it. a great fight. Who, no, Vort? That's an early one, isn't it? Vort is, uh, I'm just looking at the list. Vort's really good, but no. Vort Wheels is thinking the Curse Rod, a great yes. wood. The, Wheels the thinking the curse tree, rod, yes. great one. Or the dancer. Oh, the dancer is a great one. The dancer I'm, you can use to skip I'm a bunch of the game if you just force it to spawn too early. I've not oh, gone that okay. far. Vort is the cool boss fight. The yeah. Abyss Watchers are is a really Oh, like, I hate that one. That fight's so fucking hard, but like <laughs> I I kinda love it, even though I did not like the like I'm not huge on you're just fighting a bunch of the same thing, but the weird thing ways that the Abyss Watchers can interact with each other kinda saves it for me. Yeah, that one's okay, I guess. The Cathedral of the Deep is really fun. Uh, just for like carving through like the bazillion like like mook enemies in it. That's that's the thing. A lot of these fights, I think about it. It's like visually, this was cool. Actually playing it, I wanted to chuck my controller to <laughs> the TV. Uh, Pontiff Sullivan is one of my favorite Souls fights ever. Uh, he's he's the weird pope with lightsabers. He's an incredibly fun fight. Yeah, a lot of a lot has been made out of out of him, like difficulty wise too. Yeah, that was wild to me because when I first played the game, I got him on like my third try, <laughs> and then I found out that everyone thought he was like the most obnoxious thing in the game. <laughs> uh, Aldrich Devourer of Gods is a really really hard fight, but that's a really fun one. I'm trying to remember which one that even is right now. That one is the one that's like it it has like this horrible rain of arrows attack and it's in like a ruinous version of a prior area and the god it devoured is very clearly clear in the lore if you remember one of the gods that hangs out in that area in Dark Souls 1. No. See, it's this is a game. <laughs> oh wait, I, yes, of course. It's, this feels like a game that I should love, and I just don't, and it's just incredibly frustrating to me. And maybe, I mean, I'm gonna keep trying. It's just like my white whale of Souls games, and maybe I'll find a build that's like, oh, this is fun, and eventually, you know, play all the way through. But, um, you know, just just going in with the same approach I've had to the past Souls games, and just feeling like everything was wrong it, it just rubbed me the wrong way there's also uh i'm gonna bring up one other very stupid thing that i did while playing this game there's a fight where you're fighting uh lothric the younger prince and laurie yes. the elder prince and i was having a great deal of difficulty with that and i decided you know what i'm going to hurt myself if i'm going to keep losing to this so i made it so that every time i fought the boss i had to listen to 
horrible, jangly old pop song, Two Princes, and took me about three or four tries after I imposed that problem in order to finish. One, two, princes kneel before you. That does sound like torture. Why would you subject yourself to that? Because it made it. It made sure that I could no longer pay attention to any of the sound and had to focus on the fight. Smart. <laughs> it worked. Took me like three or four more tries, and I was done. And I don't even hate the spin doctors. I'm the one who left the baby, can't you see? But it did destroy my mind. Got no family, but I know what a but yeah, I don't. I don't actually hate this game. I just feel like it, I mean, just imagine playing a series and then getting to the latest entry and it looking so cool and like a game you should love, and trying to play it like you play the other ones, and it feeling like they absolutely destroyed everything you everything you like to use in those prior games it's and i mean like i said i've tried other builds and it just did nothing nothing will click for me it just all feels frustrating all the bosses feel more annoying and less like interesting fights they are annoying i mean i went completely in the opposite direction with it which also harmed uh, my experience which is i just i must have played them like relatively quickly back to back i i assume because by the time i got to dark souls 3 i was just i don't know i hate to say but like a little bit fed up yeah with the with the extreme difficulty so i was very fast to summon help I mean, I just, and it wasn't like... That's a healthy way to play. Yeah. Well, maybe in moderation, but I probably over... I, you ended up just um, letting other people fight. Not, well, I mean, maybe not like quite to the... But I guess my point is I, I did that before really getting a chance to enjoy the fight for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to... I was like, okay, I tried it a few times and I can't get past. I'm ready to move on. I like, I've spent so long on this crap now. <laughs> Just like meaning the series as a whole. I just want to move mm-hmm. on. And so unfortunately, th- this is why earlier I said I, I remember relatively little from Dark Souls 3. Like the bosses I think are memorable, but I remember none of the areas. I don't remember hardly any of my playtime. It's kind of sad. And it's probably yeah. because of that. Because I think it, it really does have strong level design. I think it's worth going back to. But what's I going to say? This, this game does have maybe the hardest fight in the series with... Uh, Nameless King? Nameless King and King of the Storms. Yeah. King of Storm? Oh, that's the one I was talking... You mean the Storm? The Giant, or...? No, the the Nameless King and King of the Storms is like the optional one where it's like a dude riding on a dragon. The Nameless King, I remember. Who's the King of... Oh, the King of Storms is his uh his his dragon? Yeah, his, his dragon right. is called the King yeah. of Storms. Yeah, I hate the Nameless King. But again, summoning, summoning will help every time. That was an extremely difficult fight, but my brain was fully, like, my brain was like brain poison. It's like, I don't want I, I have not summoned help at any point. And it's not because I don't think you should. It's just that I don't enjoy bothering. So I didn't. And that is a mind-bogglingly hard fight. Yeah. But I had fun. It's a really tough fight, but it's a good one. If you're into that sort of thing. There's one very big gimmick fight, um, Ancient Wyvern. Oh, it's where yeah. you where you literally kind of like scale um like the ramparts of a castle and it's constant what is it doing? Is it shooting fire at you or something? Yeah. It's almost like a whole level with the box yeah. just kind of after you after yeah you like you end up just ju- essentially like that fight is going to be an over when you st- jump and stab the dragon in the head <laughs> oh that's what it is okay i like i like my occasional gimmick fight and yeah that, that one's relatively it. well put together because it's basically just like that that kind of like dragon uh threatens you and like uh is essentially 
an aspect of the level design is very is one they had very down pat by this point. Yeah, considering that every other boss will chew your ass so hard, that it was just like, yeah, here's one I can actually handle. There's another gimmick fight that uh, that's just the one place that I broke my policy of uh, summoning, but that's just because it was part of the character of uh, Sigvard's uh, storyline to fight Yorm the Giant, who uh, is a essentially a gimmick fight like you 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 use a magical sword and explode him basically (laughs) yeah a couple of weeks ago he must be the one that i got confused with and i thought he was in dark souls one i think there's a similar guy in dark souls one might be but yeah yorm is also kind of them marrying the the giant lore giant centric lore of dark souls 2 into the more dark souls 1 adjacent uh lore of dark souls 3 well, it's that same idea of pick up the the sword and kill the the sky um, devil ray or whatever he was in Demon Souls. <laughs> yeah. So I know this. I haven't gotten that far in the game. I know there are areas from Dark Souls One in this. Is, are there any areas from Dark Souls Two that they bring back? They don't bring back areas. They just sort of bring back like there's references more than there are areas. That's oh, kind of disappointing. Uh, like Aldrich, is that what you were referring to? Uh, I think I don't think Aldrich is a Dark Souls two reference. Is he? Might be. Uh, but sure. spe- specifically, the the god he is impl- that Aldrich is implied to have eaten is uh, how what you call it? Uh, the the Dark Sun Gwendolyn from Dark Souls oh, one. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's a really good like the the lore is usually quite subtle. That is one of the more like obvious things that's happened. Like if you were paying attention. In Dark Souls 1, you would actually make that connection without the game spelling it out. But yeah, like that's a really, really good fight. It's really fucking hard, but it's really good. Uh, yeah. But I feel like I, I'm, I'm steamrolling over things. It's like, I, I understand Wheels' complaints, even if I don't agree with them. <laughs> but well, I mean, I could give some examples too. Like, uh, I mean, early on, you, some of the early areas, like, oh, I'm going to fight just some random you know normal dark souls zombies enemies and one spawns like a giant hand out of its head and it's just makes oh yeah those oh on the roof yes yeah, yeah. That's, that's so <laughs> those good. things are just more annoying and vicious and but hold uh, on here we are how many years after we've all played it you all, we all immediately know what that was yeah all three <laughs> of us knew like uh, there is something to be said for that was a moment you won't forget <laughs> <laughs> Although that was a bullshit moment for sure. No, Dark Souls just... does definitely like I, I will say about Dark Souls. Uh, I'll let you get back, Wheels, but uh, okay. I just want to say about Dark Souls as a whole. People love talking about like Dark Souls is always fair. You can always see what's going to happen. It's like no, it's a troll. It loves to troll you. Sometimes yep. it kills you for fun. I mean, that's honestly what the blood stains are for, and I appreciate yeah. those blood yeah. stains. Like half because... the time, the blood stains are just like a, a comedy for the person who is approaching to try like yeah. a, a dark comedy of like okay was this other player just stupid or or did some, is something about to kill me I mean that's kind of the thing in all these games too it's like death is going to happen if you get through these games without dying you are like um, Superman or something but you're going to use use it going to die <laughs> So the game uh, uses that in not always fun ways. Uh, but yeah, this I just have a lot of frustration with the enemy designs in this game. Like everything moves faster and is more vicious. And even like playing as a knight, trying to just be like a tank is a lot of 
harder than I feel like it was in the other. Really got to use your iframes. Yeah. Like they also don't want you blocking as much. You can still block. It's not like Bloodborne, but they really don't want... they. The game's design is very much designed to make it so that things that you would consider safe in prior games simply will not work. Yeah, and I, I don't like that. And I mean, even just like, okay, I'm going to play magic build and try and play ranged. Everything's faster, and my spellcasting felt slower, and all my there previous... There is a set that governs spells firing off faster. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, but I mean, and in addition to that, all the frustrations with MP and having to try and pay attention to that instead of just having, oh, I have this many uses of a spell. And honestly, I would prefer instead of the stupid bar, it just be like a number. So I can be just be like, okay, I this spell costs this much. I kind of have an idea how many uses I have. Because I mean, a, a lot of times... In these games, you're not going to be switching spells a lot. For like regular ad clear, you're going to be just using one or two spells. So, um, but yeah, I can't even have that. So it just, it's, it's not as good. And it's. Uh, did we it, not bring up patches in either of these games? Sorry. No, I don't think we did. Yeah, um, let me just yes. let me just say though that it it makes it more frustrating because I play through the game and like the enemies are cool looking and. The like I said, the bosses are usually cool, and it just feels incredibly frustrating to be like, "Well, this looks really cool, but I'm not having fun <laughs> at all." Yeah, some of them even look like they're lifted right out of um, Bloodborne. The Crystal yeah. Sage is very Bloodborne inspired. Mm-hmm. I'm again, I'm just kind of scrolling through some pictures. Deacons of the Deep—that's something that you would. That's find an extremely Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Like the entire Cathedral of the Deep is super Bloodborne. Yeah, it's part of why I love it. <laughs> And I just love these names, like whoever, and that's just throughout the entire series, whoever's yeah, cool sitting names. in the translation uh, writer's room. Oh, God, so great. Yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to briefly bring up Patches in both of these. Uh, yeah. In Dark Souls 2, he's like Patches the Hyena, something like that. He's, he's less memorable to me than in Dark Souls 3, where he has rechristened himself Unbreakable Patches and has stolen Sigvard's the the Onion Knight's armor. Hmm. <laughs> and so one of the first things you have to do is uh, get Sigvard's armor back for him if you want to continue that storyline. Yeah, I mean the most memorable of Patches is in Bloodborne, also. Yeah, yeah, Patches, Patches, Patches in Bloodborne is Patches the Spider, who uh, we'll, we'll get to him one day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I want to love this game, and I'm going to keep trying, to be honest. I hope someday but that you'll see it. Uh, someday maybe I'll find the build, or just go back to my wizard and keep going with that, and maybe that'll click going forward. But, you know, hasn't yet, and I don't think that's all on me. I think... I really think some of the changes in here are not for the best, whatever other improvements they have may have made. I mm-hmm. just think they royally screwed up on magic in this game. And that's, have you guys... Yeah. Go ahead. No, have either one it. of you tried the DLC for this one? I haven't. I always intended to get back to it, but like I kind of got as much game as I needed. Like It was a pretty perfect length as far as I needed and like I kind of haven't needed a pure Souls experience since yeah. which is part of yeah. why I still haven't gotten into Elden Ring that much. I think I may have accidentally wandered into one of the DLC areas but yeah I, I don't <laughs> as good as the first Dark Souls DLC was I don't think it's as essential in 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. I think the, the games are big enough that um, even if those DLCs are good they just doesn't feel as necessary. <laughs> Yeah, like I poked uh, around with the Dark Souls 2 DLC a bit, but it was just like this feels 
superfluous. I don't really need this. I did play a lot of Sekiro. That was really good, but I don't think that's enough of an RPG for us to cover it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've heard, is that you can't overcome stuff by grinding in Sekiro. Yeah, there's not so much. Okay, I'll never play it, because I am not good enough. (laughs) I I have to have levels to compensate for Sog. I'll just get get into the... Pricing. Um, this game, I, I, all the digital stores. This game is still like sixty bucks everywhere, but you can find used discs for as cheap as seven. Yeah, and so, Steam wow. sales. Yes, Steam sales. I, uh, I was, what, uh, I was surprised uh, it was still sixty bucks, but uh, I there's, guess that's... there's a good website I use that keeps an eye on sales for digital Steam games. I forget the name of it. Um, I know for PSN, I use PSN deals to um, alert me when certain games are uh, on sales. Like de- deals.gg or something, I forget. But it, it'll give you all the prices and will show you shows you the quote-unquote illegitimate or shady sites too and <laughs> gives you warnings about it, but it does show you those prices too. Yeah, whenever I see Wario sixty four post, oh, oh, hey, this game is on sale, but it's through what is it, Green Guys or Green Man Gaming I, or something? Yeah, that, Green, that Green Man Gaming is like Green Man Gaming is usually pretty. Yeah, humble. that one's that one's legit. There's a few others that are pretty legit. I I had somebody tell me that Green Man was shady, but oh, I, God, I So yeah, I I think we're ready to move on to the roundtable, unless anyone has any other uh, Dark Souls three things they want to bring up. You guys kind of covered it, covered it all without me having to ask Um, much. Doesn't something weird happen if you die a bunch of times? Doesn't your appearance start to change or something? Uh, I think just started thinking about that. The only thing I remember happening in. Dark Souls 3 is that it has like a, the alternate take on the lose max HP when you're uh, when you die where instead it like try it, it frames it as you gain HP when you're in the embered form but uh, there's a there's a thing you can do uh, where you ha- have someone kill you uh, very specific oh wait yeah that's how it is you have a hollowing and there's like actually rewards for getting more hollowed uh, if you know the right NPC to talk to. But yeah, there, there is hollowing where you will get progressively more dead-looking the more you die. <laughs> but it doesn't actually do anything to you uh, other than... Uh, I think it actually requires you to... If, if you speak to this NPC named, like, Yoel of Londor, uh, he will uh, give you free level-ups as he draws out, as you get higher and higher amounts of hollowing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's that's required to get one of the game's more esoteric endings. But yeah, hollowing by itself doesn't, as far as I know, do anything other than just make you progressively uglier. Uh, yeah, okay, so, uh, yeah, uh, you can cure it by using, like, a fire... Uh, keeper's soul uh, or use like a purging stone uh, yeah a purging stone will like remove the visual effects of hollowing so it's it's more just like if you find the look unpleasant uh, you can get rid of it or you can keep it it doesn't really affect statistics the way that a lot of the other death sets do but yeah if you if you talk to the right NPC he will grant you levels the higher your hollowing gets until he, he grants you like five levels overall which is pretty nice when you're having trouble early on in the game <laughs> Okay, well, I, I think we're ready to move on to the round table. I don't hear any objections, so I'm going to take Let's a quick, quick, quick interlude, and then we'll be back to get into our more personal feelings, as if somehow we haven't gotten already personal. But it's how we do the show, so stick around.
welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we're now getting into the roundtable, our, our personal thoughts. And I, in a fit of laziness, I just copied the exact same questions I asked this t- last time. So, uh, you guys' go-to builds for either game. Uh, my go-to build for two is magic, magic, and more magic. <laughs> I had a feeling you would say that. Yes, uh, there's a lot of spells in this game, and you can do a lot of silly things with it, like um, fucking three and a half a year of dark souls. <laughs> there is, there's like a uh, telescope you can get, and you can like to like look far ahead, and you can still fire your magic while you're looking like that. So you can kind of snipe with spells mm-hmm. that fire a long way. So it's 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 fun. And uh, my go-to build for three is to uninstall the game. <laughs> my go-to build for uh, Dark Souls 2 is to not have played it since the original release. <laughs> and my, like, I, I know I played like a duelist in that one, and that is a bad starting class. Uh, then in Dark Souls 3, I mean, I'm a fairly simple sort of person, so I usually go for dexterity and a lot of dodging, dodging around. That works out pretty well. Chuck that Ash and Estes in a bog. You can't lose HP if they can never hit you. It's true. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Uh, to to give a less snarky answer, I think the night build in Dark Souls Three is very good for the early game. Like I got through the first two areas with little trouble with that build. So, in case anyone wants an easier time with the early game in Three, that is my real <laughs> answer. <laughs> so, did any of you have any wacky Souls moments that you'd like to share? Neither game. Trying to think of ones that weren't just me getting pissed off. <laughs> Yeah, that's often <laughs> moments. Those games are so Souls. wacky. Well, so wacky when I broke my PlayStation. Uh, I think <laughs> when, I, when I say wacky, I mean like you know you got knocked off a mountain or. Uh... I, I definitely saw Wheels like get obliterated by things that he did not realize were there in Dark Souls Three at least yeah. once. I think uh, I think I remember him prematurely declaring victory against the Abyss Watchers at least once. As well. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that funny. happened. Yeah. <laughs> Just like at one HP and I, I did. Um, I mean, this is not wacky whatsoever, but it doesn't slot into any other question you're going to ask. I, I forgot to give a special fuck you to Fume Knight from Dark Souls 2. Oh, that fucking thing. Which one is that? It, I Honestly, I'm not sure if that's DLC, and it may be. Um, I think it's a vanilla game because people were complaining yeah. about it when it was new. Okay, vanilla it is. I don't know what that is. Oh. Is it a boss? Oh, yes. Boss. Which one? Bottom of Broom Tower. Yeah. Um, God, I hate that guy. It's not ringing a bell at all. What's it called? Um, Fume Knight? Yeah, yeah Fume. Fume. Yeah. Um, probably the most I've ever... Oh, no, wait. It's from the crowd, of the crowd of the Old Iron King. For some reason, I thought it was in the vanilla. Oh, yeah. That uh, would be why yeah, I've never... I've never died to any yeah. boss in the entirety of Soulsborne. Probably... I I I I'm pretty sure as much as Fume Knight. Yeah, I guess we all didn't play that DLC. No, did not do that DLC. Like I said, I found the DLC kind of superfluous on this series. I mean, Dark Souls Two is already such a long game. Extending yeah. it with DLC is maybe a little excessive. Yeah, yeah, and as much DLC as there is, like yeah, Dark two Souls is... Two also has the most DLC for some. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know why they did. Like, it's the game's already like two to three times as long as one. That's enough. Furthermore. <laughs> People want more souls. I mean, I want more souls, but at that point, just make a new and make another game. 
I think they felt like they had undercapitalized on Dark Souls 1's unexpected popularity, and they had had difficulty finding places to fit DLC in Dark Souls 1, which is why... So they overcompensated. Yeah. I think that's the theme of this, is overcompensation. <laughs> in some ways, in some of these games. They, they definitely are very reactive to what yeah. they thought was maybe a problem in prior games. Uh, I would say, and even though I haven't played as much of it as other people, that I think they fixed a lot of that with Elden Ring. <laughs> they had a much longer time to gestate with Elden Ring. Yeah compared to, like, Dark Souls 2 is, like, two years after Dark Souls 1, and Dark Souls 3 is, like, two years after Dark Souls 2. Yeah, I felt like those games came at, came back-to-back back pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. and then quick. Sekiro was a, a very different kind of game and also released a, fair, a, a couple years after Dark Souls 3, and then Elden Ring, uh, Sekiro to Elden Ring was another several years, and those were probably not the same development team. So they had a lot more time to gestate and think about what they wanted Elden Ring to be. So did, did you guys have any particular favorite areas? Uh, as, <sighs> as ridiculous as it is, the Catacombs of Carthus and that swamp, that fucking evil swamp. Uh, the the castle in Dark Souls 2. It's really cool. Um, the weird, I know Dave, you hate this area, the weird green area... <sighs> Uh, the, the gaseous. The, oh, the the hollow. The, the, the hand monsters. Yeah, I uh, hate that. So the cavern. Oh. That's the one that has the rotten at the end of it. I think. Yeah, yes. the rotten. I forget what its actual name. Oh, I don't know. It's a. That's miserable to go through. I love there's, that. There's area. a hell area. Black I gulch. Black I gulch. love the design of black gulch. <laughs> uh, and honestly, one of my favorite areas is the town in Dark Souls Two. It just has like this cool melancholy music medulla yeah there's seek less get kind of a nice view of the sea it's uh i just think it's a really cool hub area that's that, uh, that one and three don't really have well yeah i mean it's a town for one thing like i mean one has firelink shrines so yeah that's yeah dark souls 3's uh central area is like a cross between medulla and firelink so it feels less like a town but it's much more populated than firelink it reminded me a lot of Demon Souls uh, Hub, which is not not a comparison that I like. I can't believe that you I can't believe that you aren't here for Andrea Vastara. Um, you actually returned to De- to Demon Souls Hub in Dark Souls Three, I think. Not specifically because there's rights issues with it, but there's references to it. Oh, that's neat. I, I mean, even... if you say references, I mean it's, it, it's like unmistakable when you're in it. Like, oh. I've been here before. <laughs> I even forgot to ask, is there any asshole NPC moments in these two? Like the guy that Definitely kills Definitely. I don't think there's him. anything quite as evil as you're at the Silent Chief. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a murderer NPC in either of these. So nobody puts out your main remember. bonfire or kills everybody? Nah. Or do you think no. No, it's usually just more that if you aren't keeping up with them, they'll find ways to get themselves killed. <laughs> But yeah, three definitely doesn't have such a thing. Uh, it's good because it's mean enough already. It, it does. Have, it does have plenty of uh, interesting uh, Byzantineness. Uh, In Dark Souls two, I like the uh, the frozen waste, the ice, I the think ice that castle. That was the DLC area. That well. is all oh, God. DLC. Everything I say is DLC. <laughs> all right. Well, some of the DLC areas were cool. It, yeah, they, they, that was they, actually very a uh, fairly common uh, point of thought on Dark Souls 2 when it was new was that like the DLC was at least a uh, aesthetic breath of fresh air. Yeah, like I liked some of the areas in the DLC. I just 
I think the ice one was You the were one done by that point. You played yeah, so much. Like, yeah. So yeah, did, you, okay. did you guys have any memories tied to these games? What you were doing in your life? You... I remember playing Dark Souls 2 uh, well into the night because I didn't have anything to do the next morning. And like this is my fondest memory of Dark Souls 2 because I was playing it with two other people who uh, kept very late schedules and we were all just sort of reporting where we were while we were playing. <laughs> that was fun. I, I love playing a game simultaneously with a friend and asking, well, how far did you get? And, yeah, because oh, we were also all going in different directions, so we got very different responses every time we reported what we were doing. That's how me and Chris were with Elden Ring. That's fun. Sorry, um, I'm, Soul, I'm pro- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I have like a lack of memories, but one thing I will say, in Dark Souls 3, um, it was the first time my son ever picked up a, a dark souls game and he started it before i did and it was we were both playing it like on the same on the same console but at different times and he was always staying i don't know one two like three bosses ahead of me and so <laughs> for you know however many days however many days that uh, lasted that i that i was playing it it was a always a conversation of like okay well which boss are you at now which boss are you at now so that is a fond memory. That's fun. That's a fun thing to have happen. Mm-hmm. Wheels, did you have anything? Uh, not any specific memories, but like two, I think I volunteered to review it like right away because i'd reviewed one so i mean i didn't get a code or anything because i was getting i got the edition with the giant statue like the night it came out so um i just like flung myself into the game and pretty much played nothing else until i finished it so don't have any other memories other than this game at that that time the game ate your life yeah, it did, kind of did for a while, and uh, yeah, it was, I think it was the first five out of five I gave something. Wow. Uh, I would say, much? like, the Dark Souls series as a whole, this probably does go more to one than Demons, but, like, you know, I'll lump all four of them. Like, this is, this it's like a transformative series as far as, like, my gaming identity, I would say. The two grandiose descriptions. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. Oh, I mean, I think the series... how you look at games. I think this series definitely changed, like, if nothing else, what I wanted from, like, action RPGs. Because, uh, like I talked about on, like, the Dark Souls 1 episode, so much, like, action RPG identity had been wrapped up in Diablo before this. Which is not... Mm. The action in those is not very good. Yeah, I am a fan of Diablo, but, like, that's not... This doesn't really... It's not great for as far as the action part. Um, so I think this really opened up like a lot of, uh, potential for what I wanted and what could come out of RPGs. Like I think, uh, after Dark Souls, I started playing a lot more Monster Hunter for one and just looking for a lot more games like that and just getting into a lot more different, uh, action RPGs. It is a good reminder that like an action RPG can have good action divorced from its RPG qualities and like. Before Dark Souls, there weren't a lot of games that, like there was Monster Hunter and Kingdom Hearts. Those were the good, the RPGs with good action in them. Yeah, and I feel like too often, like action RPG was just like, well, you're gonna mash some attack buttons and maybe if you're fast or high enough, stuff, that'll work. You know, like like <laughs> the Tales games at those times were kind of very fun, but often kind of brainless. Like you could get good at them, but there was very little incentive yeah. to get good at them. Which to I think it's before I ramble, let me put this simpler. It's Dark Souls 
focused more on the action part of the action RPG equation than any games really had before. Because I think before this, there were a, action RPG kind of meant real-time RPG. I will stump that Kingdom Hearts was also similarly action focused. Sure, but I don't think it. I don't think it's quite uh, as good action wise as these. I games. disagree. Okay, <laughs> that's a different conversation to have. But this definitely changed the popular conception of what an action RPG could be. Yeah, and like it put ex- like extreme difficulty on the map for good now. Yeah, I would say like for me personally, it it like I. I think I maybe mentioned it last time, but like I stayed away from Demon Souls even after buying it just for fear of what I'd heard. So <laughs> like the series kind of taught me that, you know, the seeking out that level of challenge is like rewarding and it's challenging in a different way than other RPGs. It's not, well, like, I don't know. I feel like the whole get good thing, you know, that applies so uniquely to, to Souls likes. I can't get good at traditional RPG in the same way that I can at Dark yeah. Souls. No, you pretty much just level with stats until you win in traditional RPG. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because I feel like Monster Hunter and Breath of the Wild was the path that led me down to the Souls route. I can see that. Um, Breath of the Wild having that huge world and then monster hunter you know it being more about skill than stats and once i got the hang of monster hunter thanks to the switch game and monster hunter 4 it's like okay i i can probably do this elden ring thing which get, get to later and playing through elden ring now i'm curious about the older games uh, they're still worth it especially yeah. especially one like uh there's lots of divisive divisive opinions i think about two and three but i think People are generally all agreed that one is still an all-time classic. Yeah. And uh, at some point, you know, obviously next year we're probably going to do a have Spooky Month be Bloodborne and Elden Ring. Yeah. Bleed uh, Barn. Breaking our two-year rule, but for good reason, because I'm dying. I don't know if you can tell, I'm dying to talk about Elden Ring. Sure. And I am dying to talk about Bloodborne, too, because I think that game is an absolute masterpiece which is funny because if you asked me like five years ago what i thought of bloodborne my answer would be totally different (laughs) if any if any of you ever wonders why i bully wheels so hard about dark souls 3 it's because i hope that he will someday have the same experience he had with bloodborne (laughs) I, i don't think i will but i think eventually i will figure it out and like it slightly more but i doubt i'll ever like it as much as i like bloodborne I don't think that anyone will, because I don't think it's as good a game as Bloodborne, but what I mean is that one day you will understand what it's doing and enjoy it. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. Well, I I think it was an excellent spooky month going through all the Souls's. Thank God for Spooktoberfest. (laughs) I I don't know whose idea this was during our initial planning session, but whoever it was, it was a damn good idea. Um, Gave us a theme. Because it's All Souls Month. Maybe All, All Souls Month. It has been an All Souls Month. Uh, um, next year will be Born Ring Month. Uh, I don't know spin- what that means, but I don't like it. <laughs> Ring Boring? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to figure that out because, yes, we, we are kind of in our heads planning next year and we'll be having a big meeting to plan next year's backtracks. And the, the reason why we plan so far ahead is because rpgs take forever to play so it gives people an opportunity to you know play stuff if they were interested in it um people ask me what rpg backtrack is i always tell them well it's kind of a book club but for video games (laughs) uh and more long form video games just we 
haven't we might not have played through them recently like a book club but it's still fun to talk about them oh. the, new, the new the new experiences in the old hands alike yeah so um th- that's it for souls month Th- thank you pascal thank you wheels thank you david it's been fun talking to you guys uh, of course thank you to M- matt for editing and for hanging out tonight i'm always here <laughs> except when <laughs> i'm not one day I'll be on a cast where Matt has things to say. <laughs> we've got, we've got that coming up actually because I believe our next cast is Pokemon. Woohoo! Pokemon. Yeah, because I had to swap Pokemon and Yakuza for um, Tam. So, mm-hmm. so wow, I don't think I'm on got... the Pokemon cast, am I? Uh, it just says Matt Kellen cast. Yeah, I mean you're welcome. okay. Yeah, which one? Which Pokemon? You are well. Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. Pokemon Switch. Um, Apropro. Apropos, given that probably a week later, I think, is when Scarlet and Violet come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're yeah, like second week in November. That's sneaking up on me, and I already have a giant pile of games. <laughs> uh, I've still got so many eases to play through and so many trails to games to play through. Guys, it, what's messed up is that we only have five more back checks this year. Yeah. I, I, I had to bang out skits for three of those five and I only have one left to write and that's only because I haven't played those games yet. <laughs> so one of them I just bought during this cast because it was on sale, but we'll, we'll bring that up later. It's, it'll be kind of a bookend for the year. If book, we call it foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, for how the year started. But yes, we're, we're going from dark and dreary to fun and cheery, but just as controversial because uh, man sword and shield ruffled some feathers um, but we'll get more into that next week that's uh, good <laughs> th- thank you guys for listening and having an, have an excellent rest of your week we'll catch you later you have one more line oh god